Okay, episode. I don't know if that's the episode number. I think it's 65. We're going to say 65. It's with my little bro. No, it's episode 64. <gasps> episode 64. Uh, with my little bro, DJ. Um, he's one of our Neos. And I wanted to have him on because I, I thought he was super interesting. Uh, after being a brother for nine years in this fraternity, um, this line, and my little bro included, obviously, was a big pile of awesomeness because alumni feel excited um, for them. And it's it's great to just watch the family grow. Excuse me? Huh? Mama. It's a microphone. Okay, that's all the baby wanted to say about that. Uh, I wanted to have him on, and we we talk about. Actually, no, I'm just gonna let you listen to it. It's fantastic. It's crazy. It was ten in the morning, so we'll see what happens with that. What? There's dogs. But yes, if you want to follow his shenanigans, DJ's shenanigans, or Dijuan or Dwayne, as apparently some people like to mispronounce his name, um, it's Prince underscore of underscore petty. And I mean, just listen to this and you'll see how petty he is, which is fantastic all over the place. And then his drag Instagram is official Black Dahlia. Just follow it. He's fantastic. I'm happy. He's a brother. I'm honored. He's one my little bro. Um, baby, do you want to say anything? Papas, you want to say anything? Uh, what do you want to say? Dada. That's about right. Don't throw up. I started recording. Do not throw up. <laughs> Please. I won't throw up. If I feel like I have to throw up, I'm going to be like, bathroom. I'll be right back. Because <laughs> the bathroom. This right microphone back. is $8,000. Okay. I can in China. Big pro. Which I'm is yet. Don't. What? I'm not going to throw up on your microphone. If I feel like I have to throw up, I'm going to be like, I, I go, hold on. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm here. What do you want to be called? It doesn't matter. No, it's your. What? Well, okay. Uh, DJ. Yeah, DJ DJ Dewan, that's my neither one. DJ Dewan. Is it Dewan? Yes. Motherfuckers. I'm gonna kill Max. This whole time he was Dijuan. And I go, I don't know if that's, that's... not it. it it's Dewan. It's uh, like Dewan. I hate them. It's, it's fine. But DJ's I, fine too. Yeah. Okay. Everyone like mispronounces it when they first see it. Oh my god. There's been very few who's like, Dewan? I'm like, yeah. You did it. Nice. <laughs> What's the most absurd? Um, oh. Um. I'd probably have to say Dwayne. I would say it would probably be like the farthest. There's no even why. There's yeah. not a why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, Deshaun, Dwayne, Porter, Porter. Porter. Are you here? <laughs> Literally. Are you here? I have present. All right, I'm like, I'm here. You can just call me DJ. It makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, so you're the d- DJ. Oh, oh, yes, I see that. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, just call me DJ. It's a lot easier than you having to be like, dude, we're not going to go through this every day. I'm like, we're not going through this every yeah. day. Just call me DJ. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my life at school for the longest time. Everybody's like, do you have a nickname you go by? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's What's your know. rapper name? Basically. They're yeah. like, What's... I don't know. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm is not going to this. Is Nigerian? What? It's just, just say how it, okay. It's like literally say how it's phonetically written. Do yeah. <laughs> when I was a bowler, when I was my, uh, I'd get bowler. And I go, no one goes bowling. Why, why do you, what the fuck are you talking about? You're, you're right. But also I, I, I could see where they come from because when I was in fifth grade, I had a teacher who, whose literally miss name was, was Miss Bowley and it was spelled B-O-W. L-E-Y. Really? Yeah. Bowley. Yeah, and she was like, it's not Bowley, it's Bowley. I'm like, ow. English sucks. I'm, not, I'm like, ow. Fuck my life. How are you? Thank I'm you bad, for I'm doing bad. this. Of course, of course. All right, let's go to when your mom and dad had sex to have you. Okay, no, let's go nine months after that. So you were born? September 3rd, 1999. Okay, damn, bitch. You can bring the government. All right. <laughs> <laughs> September 3rd. Oh, that's two days after uh, my baby's birthday. Are you serious? He was born yeah, on the 1st? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right he was, season. Yeah. So, uh, I can remember that. I can definitely remember that. So I'll celebrate him. So, yeah, I've heard you say this a bunch of times. So, Virgo and the uh, astrological signs. Mm-hmm. Do you believe, you believe in that? Kind of. Or just to a an little extent. bit. Okay. Yeah, to like an extent. Like, a lot of times I don't like... I don't know. Me, personally, I feel like the whole horoscope thing is kind of, like, a little overrated because I'm, like, how how could someone, like, how could someone possibly, like, set out just these mantras or, like, these poetic sayings for every day before it's actually going to happen type of thing? Like, yeah. it's, like, I understand, like, to an extent there's a science to it, but I'm, like, how does, like, the angle of the sun beaming down and reflecting off of the moon and, like, the way the stars are laying out in between the two going to tell me I'm going to have, like, a bad day and, like, break my ankle type shit? Like, right. so I, I don't understand how all of that comes together but I'm like I do understand like a lot of the different things where they say like oh Virgos are usually the ones that tend to wait they're very patient sometimes they're very like organized and like when it comes down to different aspects of life they're very like they're very willing to like put their emotion their own emotions on the back burner to take care of other people and stuff like that so I believe that because there's like a lot of commonalities I do see in myself when people describe Virgos but I'm like to an extent like the whole horoscopes and like oh like um like oh like today like venus is in my astral spec like you know it's astral spectra so venus i should go rotating and, yeah, yeah and like and i should go from the fine look search for my soulmate today because it's the best day and it's like no like uh, okay yeah <laughs> i'm like okay uh yeah i personally i i don't believe in it but i i i see i see the appeal and i see why mm-hmm. um but i i get super frustrated when it's like Oh, he cheated on me because he's a Scorpio and they're passionate. No, bitch. He, he fucking sucked at life. Right, he Why? just sucked. No, no, do not do that. Don't justify. But uh, <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? And so uh, I always find it interesting when, to see how much people uh, know about it or mm-hmm. how much they believe in it even. Um, so you were born. Here we go. You're a baby. You have the parents. Do you, you have old, older siblings? Yeah. A lot of these questions, I already know about you, but it's just for the people in Korea um, and the Vietnamese people. So, <laughs> stop. All right, so we'll get into all of it. Uh, um, do you have siblings? Yes, I have an older brother named Michael, and then I also have an older sister named Demita. Okay. Are you close to them? Kind of oh, yeah. Me and my sister are like best friends. My older brother, not so much. He's actually currently incarcerated, so I haven't talked to him in a few years. But um, 
yeah, me and my sister are super close. Me and my brother, like we like he was there and also not there. So like our kind of relationship has been a little bit of estranged. But like me and my sister, from like the moment I was born, basically you know butting heads as little brothers and big sisters do. And then as we got older, like we became best friends. And like she took me out for the first time when I turned eighteen and stuff like that. And so it was fun. Like we had a little. I think that moment was when I was like. You're cool. You're cool. You did what you said you were going to do. Oh my gosh. No, because the thing is, she was like, when you turn 18, I'm not taking you out to the club. I'm going to be too old for that. And I'm like, to go to an 18 and up club. And I'm like, how much older is she? She's six years older than me. She's, oh, so she was 24. Yes. Then. And oh. so she was like, I'm not going to an 18 and up club. I'm 24. No. Yeah. And I'm like, you will go to this 18 and up club with me because you promised me. She's like, I didn't promise you shit. She was like, I didn't promise you shit. She was like, if Angela, who's our older cousin, she was like, if Angela definitely wasn't taking me when I was 18, I'm not taking your ass. I was like, you're going to take me. And then she ended up still taking me. (laughs) So that was, it was just so funny though. Cause like whenever we go out, it's just like a good old time. Like we're either a people watching together or B dancing and having a good, having a good time together. So it's just, it's funny. It's such a fun time going out with my sister. Yeah. Can you share the first the first club experience? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a foam party, and it was at this like yes. ghetto ass. Like, it was at this ghetto ass hookah lounge in like oh, Glendale, and oh my god! And it was just it was it was very interesting. I'm just to say Glendale, the Arizona. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was off of like I want to say what street is that? I can't remember the streets, like the cross streets as of right now. But like literally, I, I knew the night was about to be interesting when I had ran it. When I had w- first walked in and saw a girl that used to be a our neighbor, but also a girl I used to go to high school with spinning upside down on a stripper pole. That's when I knew it was gonna be interesting. I was like, Oh, that's always good. Right. I was like, Okay. Oh, as soon as go. I walk in, there she is. Okay. And then the night ending with the white t-shirt contest and her being the same girl being in it. And I'm like, Oh. Okay. All right, Susie. Literally. I'm like, okay, Susie. You know what? (laughs) Wasn't expecting this, but you do you, sis. But it was so much fun. And then, like, I had never been to, like, a phone phone party, so I didn't know how it worked. And it was, like, it was crazy. It was, like, really interesting how like for it to to see because I was, like, this isn't really a building set up for a phone party. I was going to say, there's no hookah then. I would hope. I don't with know, people were still smoking hookah. Not like in the dance floor oh, area, but like goodness. so it's like yeah. So there's like the dance floor area, and then there's like an expanded like f- like room connected to it that has like pool tables and stuff. So a lot of people that were smoking hookah were sitting in there, but like it was just weird because it's like an indoor room, like it's like literally like an indoor spot. So you're not expecting like to have a giant foam party, but they just got like tarps and stuff taped on like the speakers and stuff to make sure nothing like electrical gets wet and yeah they were like turn on the phone <laughs> and then it just started and i was like oh okay so yeah it was super duper fun i was like i hope no one gets electrocuted because there's speakers on the floor yeah but we're all gonna die i was like we're literally all gonna die probably if and this one of those things the worst because she's on that pole like literally <laughs> i'm like <laughs> and then they're sitting here like spraying water and stuff on st- i'm like okay you know what all right mm-hmm. i was like this is a lot but it was fun, though. I got to spend time with my sister, and we were dancing and stuff. And then um, I feel like I think my sister, a couple of my other sister's friends were there with us at the time, too. And so they had, like, a bottle in the car. And every now and then, they'd go. Perfect. Yeah, go take them a couple sw- swigs off of the bottle and stuff. Because my sister knows the guy who owns the hookah lounge. So we got on the VIP list. And being on the VIP list, you can get in without having to be recharged to get back in. <laughs> so, like... Perfect. I was like, that works. I'm like, they're like, yep, VIP wristbands, got our wristbands, we'll be back. I'm like, where y'all? Oh, all right. I'm like, at work. Okay. I'm going to play with this phone. 
I know. I was like, I'm just here. I'm with just the here with the music. Fuck. Oh no. It was so funny. And then like one of my because one of my sister's friends, little brothers, was there too, and he was like 18 or 19 or whatever. And like out of nowhere, I just felt a giant like football hand on my back pushed me into the foam because they had this one central thing that was just pumping foam the whole night and I was like running my hands under it next you know I was just like <laughs> like into the foam and I'm like wow so I just got shoved into the foam who the fuck just did this yeah. and that's when I turned around he was like I didn't I wasn't expecting you to fall all the way into the foam I thought maybe your head was just gonna dip into the foam no my whole body like because the thing is the floor was wet so my yeah. shoes just slid me straight Whoa. into the tower of foam and I'm like well here we go I was like I'm covered in foam now guys yeah it was so funny, though. And then, like, my sister was like, she was like, yeah, you're driving home. I'm tired. And I was like, okay. So I drove home. <laughs> yeah. But it was so much fun. I had a great time that night. That was really funny. I was kind of taken back because I'm like, I was expecting a hookah lounge to be kind of somewhat, I guess, a little bit more chill. But then I was like, but I guess if it's like if they're it's known for their party. music. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if they're known for their music and it's a phone party, I'm not assume, I'm not yeah. going to be surprised if it's like off the walls wild. So. Yeah. Do you smoke hookah? No. No, I tried it, and, like, I've tried it, and it was weird. I felt, like, I was, like, I don't know how I like this. Because, like, out of nowhere, I got, like, an instant lightheaded and dizzy sensation. That's what I get. And I was, like, no. I was, like, I'm not here for this. I was, like, I don't I don't like yeah, this. I don't I like this. Like, I, yeah. I was, and it didn't help that I was standing up. So, like, when I did it, so I was, like, well, no, because the thing Why is, it's, like. Standing? Well, no, it was. <laughs> Supposed to be in a big cushy chair. Well, no. The thing is, we weren't at we weren't even at a hookah lounge. We were at like my friend's house, and we were like hitting off of his like mod that had hookah juice in it. Oh, okay. And so like I was like, I don't like this. No. And then I also actually got to hit it off of an actual hookah pipe at a friend's house, and I was like, and we were in the garage, and I was like, yeah, I don't want this. I was like, mm, I don't like this feeling. You can have this back. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't smoke hookah, but I'm like. I'll be like, I'll be around it. Like, the pipes are pretty. I was like, if you got the right stuff inside of it, I got you. Oh, but like, perfect. Yeah. Right, I'm like, but I'm good on the hookah. You can keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are not from Arizona, though? No. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from Pasadena, California. Well, I was born in Pasadena, but then I grew up in, like, Monrovia and, like, Rosemead and in Pomona and kind of just, like, bounced around. No, I'm not going to say bounced around, but kind of, like, lived in those general areas with, like, my mom and my dad. And then moved out here when I was, like, six with my grandma. Yeah. Me and my yeah. sister were, like, I was six and my sister was, like, 12 when we moved out here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, and then lived here since then, so. Yeah. Do you mind sharing why you moved out here? Yeah. So, um, we moved out here because, at the time, my parents were struggling with uh, drug addiction, and so... My grandma was just kind of like, yeah, this is not a good, like, not a good, the best situation for them to be in, so I'm just going to kind of take them out of that. Yeah. And then um, she got us started back in school out here and stuff like that, and then my parents ended up, and then my parents moved out here and everything after they, like, I think got, like, the house sold and different things like that and tied up, like, business stuff over in California. That's when they came back out here. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Yeah, around the time I was like six or seven ish, I had moved. We had moved out here, and at the time, um, I don't even think. At the time, I don't even think I had talked to my mom in a in a few days. I think, but um, I had talked to my dad like a couple of days before we had moved with my grandma, and I don't even know, and I don't even remember like if that was like we had a conversation about my grandma coming. I just knew that she was, and but I didn't know we were leaving and like moving. So I remember, like, the day she did come and get us, like, I legit, like, ran around the house, like, eight times. I was like, I'm not leaving. Like, we're oh, not no. leaving. Yeah. yeah, I legit ran, like, from the front and the back of that house, like, eight or nine times until I was like, you know what? Let's go. How, was it ex- how, was ex- how was it explained to you and your sister um, that you were leaving? 
Um, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. I just know that like, and it's like, and the thing is, it's so funny. Is like my grandma like tells me like when she first came and got us, like the first thing out of my mouth was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to go. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a church boy. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and like when she told me that, I was like, that kind of does sound like something I would have said back then. Cause like back then I was like, I guess you could say like back then I had a lot of emotions I guess you running through my six year old head so I was like there was still me who wanted to be a singer and be on Disney Channel and all that stuff but then there was still me that was like mad at the world because of everything that was going on I'm like why aren't I like you know like everybody else gets to come and have their mom and dad pick them up from school like why is my parents not here picking me up from school like there was that little resented like me hating the world because of the little things that were going on with other people that I didn't have and then I was like and then there was just the like the out of nowhere meteor of oh you're moving to Arizona like you're moving with grandma to Arizona I'm like Mm-mm, grandma a missionary from church she goes to church every Sunday Wednesday and left nah wait a minute now see I, so I was like you talking about Sunday service Wednesday uh, Bible study Thursday uh, for, um, oh, choir rehearsal wait oh, a minute wait a wait. wait so that's kind of I think where <laughs> that whole kind of like I guess you could say like um, kind of like this whole hodgepodge of like my emotions kind of was just like no I'm <laughs> right I'm gonna run around this house right and so yeah, like and you ain't gonna catch me you ain't gonna say, yeah. I have too many things to work out right now yeah and literally I, yeah I remember if, I, every time I'd make it to one end of the house next you know she's coming out the front door or coming out the back door and right. I'm like you know what I'm gonna just stop I'm gonna just stop cause she said she's gonna stay in the center of this house and keep going back to door to door I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna stop I'm just right. gonna stop running around this house damn it yeah but it didn't turn out so bad. Like, we moved out here, and things were okay. You it sound a little bit... It turned out awesome. We right. ran into each other. Um, DJ is one of our... Um, our Neo, so one of our newest brothers in the fraternity. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited that you and your sands crossed. Um, yes. So I would say I would say it worked out. I mean, yeah. during is, is always rough. Yeah. yeah. When, you're, when you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the... That's a journey. That's a shitty part of the journey. Is right. there's gonna be shitty parts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were you religious before grandma and the Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday <laughs> schedule, or kind of, kind of, kind of not? Um, I think, I think as a family, really, we were still also trying to figure out religion and like faith wise. Because my dad's grow, my dad grew up Catholic, okay. and so like, and then my mom grew up Christian with my grandma, and so like that whole thing kind of was just like. I'm not going to say, like, there was a disconnect there, but I guess the fact of the matter is it was just, like, we never... I wouldn't say we never really talked about church, but, like, only time we ever really went to church is, like, if we went with Dad, and that was, like, occasional. And, like, I ended up going to, like, a Catholic monastery as a kid, but, like, uh, like for, like, mainly daycare purposes and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, I don't think, like, when it came down to it, I don't think we were too religious at all, I don't think. But... Of course, me being like five six, right? Yeah, you, I'm like, you, I don't not know. to notice, yeah. yeah. But um, I know after like we had moved out here, yeah, like things like I st- like you know faith was definitely like starting to be solidified and like talked about and different things like that, and that's where a whole lot of chapters of issues started. <laughs> like, let's open it right now. Let's like let's bust that book open. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was just like, it, before I wouldn't say before I was super religious because like. I wasn't even really sure what religion was back then. But, like, I would say after it started to, like, kind of reinstill this idea of, like, religion. But 
little by little, I was like, eh, I'm okay with this. But at the same time, I was still like, I don't want to do this shit. Like, I'm right. weird. I'm like, you can put me in all the Burberry and Steve Harvey suits you want, Grandma. Steve. Like, I literally... No, I kid you not, my grandma was oh the type of grandma God. where, like, if you're going to church, you're going in the absolute best. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah. when I kid you not, like, she like when we first moved out here, she had us going to, like, Neiman Marcus and, like, all these different stores Ooh. and stuff for, like, church clothes. I'm like... Like, I'm like, I get it. Like, I look nice, but I'm like, I don't want to wear. I'm like, I don't even. I just want to watch my cartoons and eat cereal on Sunday morning. Like, I don't want this. It was, oh my God, it was so bad. I'm like, I don't want this. And then, of course, as me being the person I like, me being the person I am, I love to learn and stuff. So I'm like, we're learning all these things in in Bible study and in uh, in Sunday school and stuff. And so I talked to her about it. She's like, see, you once said you don't want to be a church boy, but you're, you're pretty absorbing everything. I'm like, Cause I like to learn, and this is I know. I'm like I'm learning things. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like don't don't try to flip this on me. I like learning. Stop it. Yeah. But um, that was I just think like the first few years of going to church was very funny, but also interesting. Cause like <laughs> I was this super like firecracker kid from California with like all these like basically army brat kids. Like a lot of the kids that I grew up with at my church because our church is so heavily in like the armed forces. Like literally mm-hmm. I think like 80 to 90% of the people that are in there are either active or retired Air Force people. Okay. And so like all of the kids that I had met like my age when we first like when I first started going there all of them had either like lived there for a few years because they got recently stationed or had just moved there because they got recently stationed. And so like I'm just like around all these different people from all these different places, and then of course here comes my little, my little, uh, I guess you could say predetermined gas <laughs> singing Fergie like London Bridge and at like children's church and stuff, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, you're not supposed to be singing that in in church, and I'm like, it's, it's about a bridge, and I'm like, it's, it's Fergie, <laughs> I don't understand, like, right, I'm just like, let me live, I just want to sing my songs when I want to sing my songs, and they're like, you can't sing that in church, and I'm like. Don't tell me what I can't sing in church. I will sing it louder. Like, I will yeah, sing it louder. Exactly. <laughs> but that well, was so yeah. funny. What were some of the things, like Fergie then, uh, that you kind of disagreed with as you learned more and more about oh. uh, church and religion? Oh, my gosh. So when I was living with my grandma, and even to like to this day sometimes, she'll still say something about it. My grandma hates me singing secular music at any time around her. Yeah. At all. She's like, if what is gonna, secular? What like is... non-religious music. Okay. So like non-gospel okay. music. Yes. And so like my mom is, not my mom, my grandma's like, you have, she's like, you've been blessed by God with your voice and she's like, and you should be using every opportunity you can to like, praise God and like think and show your appreciation like your appreciation to God for having your voice she's like and honestly like I just don't really like the sound of you singing like secular music I feel like you sound your voice is more suited for gospel music I'm like I love you grandma but where I don't have the vocal range or strength or like power or any of that for gospel music I'm like okay they I, I you know what I'm saying like I was like I love to sing and I love to sing gospel music don't get me wrong but I'm like that's not what I plan on doing like right. I because like don't get me wrong like Gospel music is beautiful. There's like, it's just like regular music. Like, there's so many different facets, so many different genres, and so many different ways people approach it. But I'm like, I don't see myself as that. That's not my primary outlet type of thing. And so it was just like, there was that. And then there was like the whole, um, surprisingly, I, there's something I am going to be, I will say I was surprised about because like my, it wasn't until I got older and my grandma started kind of like nitpicking and like pointing out that like the very, like I guess the more effeminate things I did that she didn't like. But like when I was a kid, I was like super obsessed with Hannah Montana, super obsessed with like the Cheetah Girls and all that. And like, 
she never really said anything about it. She'd just be like, yeah. Like, she like, she like, or like when she had a TV in my room, like she'd walk by to like check on me and I'm just sitting there watching Anna Montana or like the Cheetah Girls and she just wouldn't say anything about it. Or like, I'm just sitting there like humming along to the like songs or whatever. She's just like, yeah. and like walks away and I'm like, oh, so this is okay. All right. I'm like, right. this is fine. I guess it, this is okay. Like, I'm like, let me, let me start organizing this. Okay. This is so this okay. Is fine this over is here. not. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is definitely not. Like, yeah. So, and then like, I think also when it came down to it too, when I started like uh, kind of like situating myself with like faith and religion, it was like a super huge thing where it's like God is like God doesn't like uh, God doesn't reward children that are bad and different things like that. So like when I was still that angry ass kid at the world, getting in trouble at school type of thing, like it was I like low key. I put my I'm not even gonna lie, I put my grandma through hell in a handbasket to be oh, honest. Shit. When I was in school. I was. When I was in school, I got in so much trouble for the dumbest shit, too. Like, mm. literally for the absolute dumbest shit. What was some dumb shit? Like, snapping pencils, throwing pencils at teachers, saying... Oh, oh yeah, literally, it. Yeah, oh, I remember one day... Oh, my God. I'll never forget. My mom, like, low-key... I, I'm not... I, to the, she wants to say she did it, but to this day, I still <laughs> think she laughed when she read, like, when she read the referral. Because I literally... Because, um, like, I forgot what they, they wanted us to write about. And it was, like, it was, like, um, Ames, basically. It was, like, a writing yeah. Ames. And I'm, like... Oh, and I forgot what the, the prompt was, but I was, like, I don't want to do this. And then my teacher said something stupid to me, and I was, like, I think my teacher said something to me I didn't like, and I was just, like, fuck. And I literally was, like, fuck this. And legit wrote, fuck this on my writing Ames. And then, like... And then she walked by and was, like, <gasps> Mr. Porter, that is not appropriate language! And I'm like, okay. <laughs> she was like, go to the office. I'm like, okay. Like, right. I'm like, okay. I didn't want to be here taking this damn test anyway. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And then they like erased it and gave me a new test book to do in the office. And I'm like, I literally was trying to get out of this shit. But all right. Damn it. Right. Literally, I was like, still got to do this shit. Like, what the fuck? But literally, there was like that. I remember there was one time when, oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I remember there was one time, like, there was this one kid's family that was, like, threatening to sue me at one time. Because, okay. What? What okay. kind of kids? Wait. No, no. What kind okay. of law and order kids? Swear to God. No. White people. White people. Uh, white. Yeah, white people. Um, literally, because, like, I kid you not, we, I forgot, I think we were all playing some game. Uh, no, the floor is lava. I will never forget this. We were playing the floor is lava and the lava monster because we had a bridge oh, on our freaking oh thing. And you had to run across the bridge to make sure you didn't get tagged. And so this kid, I don't know, where wanted to be like super dumb rough with me and nobody else. Like he'd tag other people, but like when he came down to me, he'd like grab my whole ass ankle and I'd like fall and shit. Or he literally would like drag me off the bridge and shit to be like, you're it. And I'm like, so like he, I think he had like dragged me, like pulled me off of the bridge. And then that's when he had like fell because I, I like fell backwards on him. And then when he had like rolled over to get up, I like stopped him in the back because I was like, don't drag me off the bridge again or something yeah. like that. And then that's when he had like reported me because supposedly he started having like really bad back problems and stuff after that. And I'm like, boy, bye. Like, I kicked you in the back. Yeah. I literally, if I wanted to, I'm from the hood. Like, I am from California. I could, you better be glad I didn't curb stomp you. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Like, I didn't ask for this shit. Leave me alone. Yeah. But yeah. And I was like, I heard that boy got problems already. Like, that boy, I'm like, he. And they tried no. to sue you. Well, from what I had heard, they were talking about, like, they wanted to press charges and stuff. And I remember I almost broke a kid's arm because he sat there. And, like, no. And it kind of made me mad because I was, like, as much as I was getting bullied at that school, I was always getting in trouble for defending other people. And it was some bullshit. Because, like, there was one time where this guy legit, like, cut in front of this girl in the lunch line and then straight up, like, shoved her out of the way. And I was, like... And it made me mad because, like, the girl was my friend. So I was, like, yo, you cut in front of her. He's, like, yeah. I don't care. Mind you, his mom was, like, one of our teachers, like, worked with, like, our teaching staff. So I'm, like, you think you hot shit 
because your mom is like an assist, like one of the teaching assistants. I don't care who your mom is. Right. I was like, you don't get to cut. He's like, and I don't think I care. And then that's when my friend Tasia was oh. like, like little oh. my friend Tasia was like, you cut me, and I'm about to get back in front of you where you're about to be behind me where you should be. And that's when she started walking. He like shoved her, and I was like, don't fucking touch her. And I literally grabbed his arm and like bent it over the, like the, my back. I almost broke his arm. It was bad. And I remember, like, so and it was never, so... I'm never shortcutting anybody around you. <laughs> My God. Or playing Floor's Lava. And the thing is, and it was so bad, because, like, the thing that was so annoying is, like, of course, again, case another case of horse people being overdramatic. He was, like, in the office, like, with his arm on a pillow, like... <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like, you act like I freaking, like, I, like, the thing is, what I was trying to do was do the whole little thing where you, like, flip somebody over the back of you type of thing, you know, I, I know you've seen the thing, yes. and I was like, I thought I could do that, but I didn't, his arm kind of just, like, popped and bent around my, around my back and my shoulder, and, um, I was like, oh, that la, was not, la, la. right, I was like, that was not supposed to happen, but it's okay, it's okay, yeah. still got the message across, I guess, so, but yeah, and then I'll never, oh my god, here comes another one, yep, I remember I got in trouble for cussing around a teacher because one of the other kids in my class, mind you, he was a dick. He was all like, damn, that like, mind you, she's pregnant. This one, our teacher, like, I think one of our teachers was pregnant. And he's all like, damn, Miss Andrews needs to lay off the chocolate. And I was like, she's pregnant. She literally has a living being inside of her. What the fuck is your problem? And, or I think I said something like that. And the teacher was like, Dewan, you should not be cursing. We're going to the office. I was like, what? I was like, he literally just said you need to lay off the chocolate. Like, she was like, he didn't curse. Oh, that's what we bring boiling it down to? All right. Yeah, I like, yeah. But that's why I'm like, high key racist at school. I'm like, high key racist at school. That's very racist at school, yeah. I was like, see, I'm sitting here trying to do good for other people and I'm still getting in trouble. You know? uh, I'm so like, when do, when do I, yeah. Uh, when do your parents come back into the picture? Um, I want to say six or seven months after we moved back. I want to say moved back after we moved here-ish, okay. roughly. Yeah, roughly six to eight months. And then we were staying with my grandma at her house for a while. And then we moved to downtown Glendale, down by the stadium. And then... We moved back to my grandma's house because my grandma had went on a mission, well, like a mission, but like also she went to go work at um, an international university in Ghana, West Africa. And so that's why we like, went and stayed at her house because the one of the previous trips of her being in Africa, so, uh, one of her neighbors broke into her house, like full on broke into her house and stole her car and everything. And Whoa. so, yeah, like her Volvo was gone. Like when I kid you not that I'll never, I never, I swear to God, I will never forget this morning. Me and my dad got to my, my grandma's house because the thing is my grandma lived around the corner from my school. So we would drive from downtown Glendale to there, probably yeah. eat breakfast or chill or whatever. And then my dad would walk me to school and then he'd go to work. And I kid you not, we opened the garage door and my dad's like, where's your grandma's car? Because the car's not there. We're like, where's the car? And then that's when we opened the garage. And as soon as my dad opens the garage door, I didn't even go in first. He did. And like, as I didn't even like need to see. Like, he opened the garage door and you could just see like closet doors and like my grandma's dressers just oh, open. No. And I was like... And I'm just like, what the heck? I'm like, what the heck? Because I'm just looking down the hallway of it and I'm just seeing drawers and doors and stuff like ripped open and stuff on the floor. And I'm like, what the heck happened? And that's what I was like, dad, what is going on? He was like, someone broke into your grandma's house. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. And obviously they stole her car. I was like, what? I was like, it was, 
it was crazy. And then coming home that day, there was, like, they had to do, like, ma- um, the fingerprint, like, dusting on, like, everything. So, like, everything had, like, fingerprints showing on it. My mom's like, just be careful not to touch the washer or a certain things in that. I'm like, oh, okay. So they still lifting for prints on stuff? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm like, all right, hands in my pockets when I walk yeah. in the house. Like, uh, but it was, like, it was insane. And then to find out that it was, like, one of her neighbors, I was like, that's some bullshit. How'd like, they find out it was one of the neighbors? Um, when they, oh, because they low-jacked the car. Yeah, they low-jacked the car and got the car, and then they found out, like, they found who was driving it, and it was one of the family members of the people who lived behind my grandma's house. Motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Okay. That's how, right, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, that's how you feel. So okay. let's break into their house, and you masturbate right. and jizz on their stuff. Oh, my God. What? That's how you get back at people. No, that's when you just leave a lit bag, a little paper bag of dog poop and then light it on fire and knock on the door. And then Jizz when on the step- fire. No. 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 Because then when they try to step on it, there's dog, there's poop in the bag. Yeah, but now there's babies on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't been recording. This is, I thought this was recording. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're I was like, fast. are you serious? <laughs> we're going to start over. So you were born. Right. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, no. It's fine. Um, how did you deal with, um, so spoiler alert, you're gay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> how did you, because that was one of the issues, I, I grew up religious, and then so once I started figuring out stuff, and then when it started coming out more, because uh, I think gay marriage was, was starting to get legalized or talked about. And the big thing was, well, God, God hates the gays. Yeah. And that's the biggest. And so I was like, well, I don't want to be a part of this. And I would get into arguments with people I was close to mm. about it. And they said, well, in the Bible it says. And I go, how do you, how can you just say, like, these people? And so as, as a gay man, how do you, how did you deal with that idea and still uh, stay because you you're still religious yeah today yeah. yeah I'm still faithful like I'm still like have my faith and it's like it's very kind of like I kind of I've gotten to this point where I'm like at the end of the day it's my relationship with God and my journey with God and my walk in my faith so like I'm not gonna continue to let like oh other people be like well you're being blasphemous and you're an abomination coming to church because you're gay and blah 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 and like you know you don't deserve to be like, and the people will sit there and kind of, like, have, like, basically be, like, at the point of, like, oh, you don't deserve to be in choir. You don't deserve to be, like, an active member or, like, an into, like basically an integrated person of the church community because you're gay and you're openly gay. And that's literally what happened. Like, when I was maybe 12 or 13 years old, the first time I had talked to my parents about, like, pop- okay, well, the thing is, the thing is, as I was going to talk to my mom about it, like, about my whole sexuality and how I was feeling about the situation, but then... Of course, I got in trouble at school about something. And what happened? No, this is what happened. So I was sitting on the bus, and I know this was a dumbass thing to do. I don't know why the fuck I didn't open the window. Oh, my God. But I was sitting on the bus, and I had, like, and this kid that was in my class was like, oh, yeah, I had dated this guy, like, dated this kid, like, this other guy. And I'm like, but he's not gay. And he's, or bi. And he was all like, no, he is. He's just, like, low. He's just, like, on the down low or whatever. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And so, like, what I... <laughs> So my dumbass, instead of, like, moving to another seat to get the window open to try and talk to the kid, like, because he was standing right by my window. Okay. And so I was, like, I was, like, fuck. So I had, like, pulled out a notebook and, like, I had, like, wrote it really fucking small on the paper. I was, like, did you date so-and-so? Because I was just, like, I I had to know. I was, like, there's no way. Like, no. There's no way. And the thing is, too, is, like, the kid was younger than us. So I'm, like, there's no way. Like, that, no. 
And so then I had put it like on the thing. I had put it in the window. And I guess he may have misread it or whatever. I don't know how. I don't know what happened. But it was misconstrued. And next thing you know, I had got called into the office the next day. And was basically, they were like, yeah, you were being rambunctious on the bus. You were writing notes and stuff to people and, like, putting them in the window and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I literally wrote one question to one person. Wait, yeah. I was like, I wrote one question to one person. And she was like, they were like, well, what was that question? I was like, I'm not, I can't tell you that. Because I'm like, if they're on the D, I'm not going to just out right, them. Out some, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I was like, I can't tell you. And they're like, okay, well, you're still going to get a referral and get in trouble for being a booger on the bus. And I'm like, okay. And so then because I wouldn't tell them, they called my mom and was like, well, we're just letting you know that he's getting a referral for this, this, and this. Um, there's a possibility of him getting suspended for a day, blah, 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 because he's being rambunctious on the bus. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so my mom's like, what What was this whole thing even about? And so, of course, I'm like, well, I might as well tell you now since I have the fucking principal, vice principal, and my mom sitting right in front right. of me. Like, I might as well tell them now. I was like, well, I was just trying to find out, like, because supposedly that kid was dating this other kid that was in my class, and I was just asking to, like, find out, like, you know, or whatever. And they were just like, well, what? do you feel a, some type of, like, like a certain way towards him? I'm like, no, I don't feel a certain way towards him. I just was wondering. I, I just wanted to know. And then that's when my mom was like, well, why did you want to know if he was gay or not? I was like, I don't know. Oh, when I, like, at the time, of course, I'm like, I don't know. And then I was just like, or I was like, or maybe. I was like, or maybe I just wanted to know, like, when did you know type of thing? Like, if he does know, like, if he is or if he does know, like, when does he, like, when was that moment you found, like, you realized you are? And then that's when my mom was like, of course, why? And I was like, because I'm pretty sure I am. I just didn't tell you because I didn't know how you would react. And of course, I started crying at that point because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was not expecting to have to out myself literally in front of, like, my principal and vice principal right now. And Cool. Yeah. And so that happened. And I thought that was the worst of it. No, I was definitely mistaken. Um, Come Sunday, that next weekend. Oh, boy. Yep. Come Sunday, that next weekend, we go to our service. Everything's fine. Business as usual. Then, at, towards the end of the sermon, the pastor's like, so I've been hearing that, like, the he was like, oh, no. I, I'm, Rewind. Yeah, I got this. He was like, saints, the devil is busy all the time. He's always trying to steal our children, try to fill their heads with thoughts, that, uh, like, thoughts of, like, blasphemy and blah, 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 and they're always trying to take our children away from God and da, 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 da. And then that's when, like, he was all like, um, and then that's when he calls me up in front of the whole congregation, literally in front of the whole congregation. Okay. And he was just like, so, he was all like, I want to lay hands on you and pray for you. He's like, because you are not going to be gay. He was like, you are not gay. He was all like, that is the devil trying to tell you something that you're not. Um, and he was all like, and then we're just going to, like, pray for you or whatever. And I'm like, and I'm just sitting here, like, I'm like, I either have, like, I was like, I don't have an option. I was like, I have to sit here and take this, basically, because I'm like, if I... I was like, because it's going to be even more scandalous and a problem if I walk away from being prayed for or, like, right. like having hands laid on me to get, be, get away from the gay demon. And, like, I was like, I was like, I don't... I literally just didn't know what to do. I was, like, legit paralyzed in, like, fear, embarrassment, and anxiety because I, I, oh, I already knew, like... I knew my mom was going to tell my grandma that was inevitable, but, like, I didn't think my grandma would take it this far as to, like have me like straight up outed in front of the whole church because the thing is is like it wasn't it's like it wasn't even it wasn't even like anything brought up to me type of thing or I wasn't it's like I wasn't even asked how I felt about this situation like uh-huh. it was just more like a no like you're too young you're too like a you're too young to make those type of decisions b um, my grandma oh yeah my grandma had told me she was like I'll be dead in six feet under before you make a decision for yourself like that and like just a whole yeah, there was just, like, a whole barrage of just 
thing that came from behind that. And I was just like, and like, and I think that's really like weakened my faith for the longest time because I just never felt comfortable being at church. Because like the thing, like I said, I practically was excommunicated with practically black sheep. Nobody wanted to hang out with me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. So I literally would show up to work, work, show up. Literally, I felt like I was at work. Show up to church. Literally, show up to church. Do my couple. Literally, do my couple hours. Sit there. You know, watch people as they're staring at me and talking shit about me, and then go home. And then cry and yeah. not want to be not want to go back. Yeah. And then there would be times where I would try to go to church with like other people, and my mom's like, "Why do you always want to go to church with other people and not your own home church? Like you have a home church." And I'm like, "Not really." I was like, "Not anymore." Oh, yeah. I was like, "I can't call that my home church because I don't feel like I'm at home anymore at mm-hmm. all." I was like, even when I was, I was like, I was like, and there are even times where I'm like, when, at the time, I was like, and there are even times when I'm at home, home, and I don't feel like I'm at home. Yeah. So I'm like. I was like, I just, I don't know. I was like, I don't expect, I don't understand how y'all expect me to be willing to just like fully, if I'm supposed to be fully concentrating on my relationship and like me talking to God and stuff like that, it's like, how do you expect me to feel comfortable enough to like be able to do that if I'm constantly like, every time I look around, someone's looking at me, pointing at me, talking about me. Uh Or if... Every chance, every y'all sit here and say I need to hang out with more people my age from church and recommunicate myself with other people. Every time I try to, everybody's like, "Oh, everybody either's like distant, like either flakes on all of our plans, or like it's just, or, or like they straight up were like, oh yeah, my parents don't want me hanging out with you.' You have the gay. Yeah, literally, like you have the gay. No one wants to be around you. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know how y'all expect me to just be a gung ho part of this community now when you basically shut me out. Right. And it was just like, ugh, it was annoying. And my mom's like, you know, you're going to have to have that conversation with your grandma about, like, how that actually affected you. I'm like, to be honest, I don't really think she cares. Because, like, she, she, because, like, the thing is, whenever she wants to ask me about my sexuality or anything like that, she asks, she only asks me, and she tells me she only asks me just to make sure, just to make sure um, if she needs to keep praying for me or how to pray for me. And I'm just like, do you not realize, like, how unloved and unaccepted I feel by you? I'm like, I'm like, I already know, like, if God forbid, and, and now so I'm like, part of me is like, been kind of apprehensive, like, after I started doing drag, because my mom's been like, you know he does drag now, you know he's so good, he looks just like my, like, my mom's excited about it, but like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not ashamed of it, mom, but be careful who you tell in our family, because you know, can't nobody hold shit but water in our damn family, uh-huh. and so I'm like, telling the wrong person, if the wrong person hears your conversation and tries to get back to grandma, I'm not trying to deal with it. Yeah. I was like, that's one thing I won't do. The fact of the matter is, I was like, now that I'm 19 going on 20, I would never, ever, ever think to disrespect my grandma. But if she ever, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, if she ever tried to have, like, tried to talk down to me or try to make me feel sh- ashamed of who I am, I'm gonna be like, you can leave. I was like, we're not having this conversation. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, but like, we're not having this conversation. You have made me feel like shit since I was like, literally a preteen about my sexuality you have made me feel so unloved and so unaccepted by for so many years and i'm not going to keep dealing with it anymore you don't agree with how i live you don't like it don't be around me you don't have to be around me honestly if you really have that much of a problem with who i like and who and who i want to be with that makes me happy that's fine don't be around me don't come to my don't just don't yeah just be like the rest of the church and excommunicate yourself from me i don't care Cause I'm like, and it's not that I don't care, but it's just like, I'm not what you're not going to do. I'm just at the point where I'm like, either excommunicate, I'm like, either, I'm like, just excommunicate me. Cause I'd rather you stop talking to me than you constantly wanting to beat me over the head with the Bible and make me feel like shit. Oh yeah. 
So I'm like, just stop talking to me. Because I'm like, if all you're going to do when it comes down to me, especially when you want to talk about me, is my sexuality and how wrong it is, stop talking to me. Because I'm like, you're not, A, you're not going to guilt trip me into having a girlfriend. B, you're not going to guilt trip me into like, oh, all of a sudden I'm bisexual or I'm straight because that's not happening. Yeah. I was like, and C, you're sitting here making it seem like I had a choice in this situation when I'm like, my sexuality is not a choice. Mm-hmm. Trust and believe, if I had a choice in this situation, you think I would actually still continue to choose to go through this shit? It's like, if this was genuinely right. a choice, I'm like, if you genuinely think that my sexuality is a choice, do you genuinely believe I would sit here and make the conscious decision to go again, like to sit there and choose a sexuality that I know would possibly get me excommunicated from my family, like it already has with two of my other cousins, right? Like, rest in peace, but like, and like other family members that have come out as gay, like you don't see them at family reunions, like hardly ever. The only time you really see them at family functions is at funerals or weddings mm-hmm. or like birthday parties for like their immediate family, but type of thing. But like, if it's like a cross, like extended family thing, you barely ever see them there. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what it's going to take for her to understand. It's like, one, it's not a choice. And then two, it's like, it, it's not like I'm doing this out of spite. I don't, I feel like she's like trying to take this whole situation as is I'm doing this out of spite. And I'm like, I'm not doing this to spite you. Like this, this genuinely makes me happy. And I'm like, the fact of the matter is that like, I feel like my grandma doesn't want me to be genuinely happy because I can't be with who I want to be with that will make me happy. Then I'm like, I'm sorry, but then like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, screw it. I guess it's just, that's just what it's going to be. Like, I was like, I'm, but I'm not, what I'm not going to be here for is for you to constantly try to make me feel like shit. Right. So, and I, and for the longest time when I was like a kid, I had like, constant nightmares where I'm like yeah I'm gay but I'm like um, and then like there would be lots of times where I'm like well shit like I kind of would wake up in like cold sweats or like honestly in tears because I'd have like the same dream for like the longest time of like walking down the aisle or like going to my wedding and like legit no one being there because I'm like my family doesn't expect me being there I was like at the time I didn't have friends so I'm like I was like fuck I was like fuck it am I even gonna have like a fucking like Wedding anyway, because I'm all like, I was like, because seeing as how I don't have friends and I don't have family to support me, I'm not going to have any confidence to go and try and be with somebody. So, like, there, I might as well not even be. Ha- I was like, so I'm literally, like, psychologically putting me myself through this trauma because of the resulting bullshit that I'm dealing with. Right. right. I'm like, great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Brain, for reminding me I have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> well, stop choosing to be gay, DJ. That's right. The, that's the lesson in this one. Yeah, lesson of the story. Stop, <laughs> being the gay. stop choosing to be gay. So then where does the the dream now with the wedding how Um, does that fall now now that you're 19 and you've gone through this um i know that like i know that whatever my wedding looks like it's not like it's gonna be empty because i know i'm gonna have people there okay cool you'd have been in the wedding like you would have already been in the wedding so it's like that's not even a question but like it was just like the whole idea of like i don't know like nowadays i'm like i kind of think about it as like whether I have five people or 5,000 people at my wedding, like, I know those people are there to support me and they care about me and they love me. So that's why I'm like, honestly, I don't care if, like, I don't have, like, a, you know, a packed venue or packed church or whatever I have my wedding at. I'm just like, as long as the people that I that are there, I know, it's like the people that are going to be there, I know in my mind and in my heart that they are there to that love me and accept me. So I'm like, I don't really care about, like, how many people are going to be there or whatever like that. And I'm like, and at the end of the day, too, I'm like, Honestly, I'm all like whether I'm getting like whether I'm getting married, whether I'm just long term relationshiping it with somebody. Like, yeah. I was like at the end of the day, I'm like, it's what makes me happy, and I'm all like, and and I thought about it, I'm all like, 
I kind of, and I also did a little bit of, I guess you could say, like, maturing emotionally about it, because I'm like, am I really crying? That's where I think this whole idea of, like, the real people that would love and accept me will be there came into play, because I'm like, am I really crying over, like, people wouldn't be coming to my wedding? Like, yeah, I'm like, at the end, I was like, because if it's my wedding to be wed to the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, like, that's, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters, is that they're yep. there. But I'm like... But I was like, for me to be really sit here at like 17, 18, or like 16, 17, and 18, hung up on like not having people at my wedding, I'm like, I got, I need to chill. Like, I was like, I need to chill. Like, let me sit down for a second. Literally, I was like, let me sit down, have me a glass of water, because yeah. I was like, this is a lot to be like thinking about right now. But it was just genuinely like, it was genuinely something I thought about because of how much of like a climate there was for like, like because of just how high like the percentage rates are for like LGBT youth being homeless and different yes. things like that and like I didn't I didn't ever like think about it or like fathom the idea of my parents being like doing it or being ever willing to do it but like the fact of the matter is that I had heard it being such a common thing of like kids coming out and then getting straight kicked out like that was a real like fear yeah. for me I was like I didn't want to I'm like I don't want to lose like the only thing that I thought that I would have to be here for me type of thing so I'm like I guess might as well just sit quiet on this shit type of thing. Right. But, uh, like, things are fine now. Like, things okay. are... Okay. Well, we're gonna... We're gonna die. <laughs> I know. I think that was, that was the sign. He's like, I'm about to come in here. He's like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm coming. I know. He's like, that was his sign. Like, <laughs> you got 30 minutes. I'm coming. I'm coming in there. Uh, no, sir. Um, the thing... I'll just say real quick is that... So, I'm, I'm not religious, but the thing I, I really appreciate with uh, religious people, I guess, is... The sense of community and togetherness uh, that it brings, and it, it's really sad when uh, that you're saying you felt excommunicated, you felt uh, destroyed from this community. So the thing, even if I don't believe in in God or whatever, at least there's a sense of togetherness and community. Right. You didn't even get that. That's fuck. Oh, yeah. That fucks. <laughs> and then family too. Yeah. That you're supposed to be there. And then I, I was kind of joking, um, cause I don't really like holidays. And one of my coworkers asked, you know, do you, ce- do you celebrate mother's day? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, well yeah, but I, I do nice stuff for, for my mom or Serena too, um, for mother's day anyway, um, throughout the year. And, um, I was kind of joking like, well, my gift to my mom this year is that I'm not dead. I'm not homeless. I'm not addicted. I'm not on, I'm not in prison. So right. I just, what I think, and and now being a dad is, we should just want our kids to be happy. And if your grandma or whoever in your family is struggling with this identity or who you are, um, you're happy. Yeah. And that that should be the th- even if if my if my son turns out to be vegan, I fucking love bacon and pizza, little bro. I love I pizza. You I made know, me the most. Bro. I know. I was I'm sitting like... all night and this morning just staring at the paddle. I love oh. it. Um, and I'm like it's pizza. I love pizza. And then we had the leftover pizza from last night, and I was eating it and I was staring at it. And oh, but um, even if he's vegan, and I think it's gross, you can be vegan. It's fine. Um, I if he's happy, he's happy. Right. And if whatever whatever he becomes or whatever he is at his heart, as long as he's happy, he's happy. And I, that that's fuck that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like and like to like and that's the thing that like, like you kind of just like helps kind of like give like because I was just thinking about it like my dad. I think when it came down to like me coming out and everything and my whole sexuality thing, I think. 
to be honest, the person that, like, surprised me the most with their reaction was honestly my dad. Because, like, I was waiting for, like, my dad to be like, no son of mine is going to be gay. No. Like, no. And, 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 Your and dad is dad... Archangel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh bang bang! All right, oh sorry. So sorry. And so no, no, no. And then so he was like, um, my dad was just like, honestly, like at the time he was like, honestly, I think that this is a little bit of a big decision for you to be making so soon in your life because I don't think he's like, he's like, you know, I don't, at least I don't think you've experienced what like homosexuality is and different things like that. He's like, so I personally feel like you're too young. He's like, but whatever you want to do, he's like, as long as you do what we've asked you. I don't care what you do. He's like, I don't, like, even to, like, to this day, like, people ask my parents, like, all the time, because, like, you know, I smoke. And, like, my parents are like, they're like, oh, you let him smoke? Like, what the heck? Da, da, da. And my parents are like, yeah, when he bringing home A pluses and the lowest grade he has is a B plus. Thank you. Like, yeah, yes. I don't care. They're like, I don't care. <laughs> like, literally, my dad was like, as long as you keep bringing home your good grades, I really don't care what you do. He's like, as long as you're happy and being safe, I don't care. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the important thing. And so, like, that's what, like, really surprised me. I was like, He's like, you're my son and I love you. He's like, do I fully agree with it? No. He's like, but is that any of my business? No. He's like, I love you. You're my son and that's all I have to worry about is the fact that I love you, you're oh, happy, and you're perfect. safe. And I'm like, Dad, did we just have a Love, Simon moment, Dad? Like, love it was, Simon. oh my yes. gosh. It was just, uh, it was the craziest thing ever. We're sponsored by Grinder. Okay. Right. <laughs> so sorry. And then like literally, it was just, oh my gosh, it was... It was really surprising to hear that because, like, I was because I'm so used to like, of course, like when you see in the media, like the dad is always the one oh, that's yeah. like, "What the f- no?" Like, oh, like it just goes off and type shit. And it was just like, it was really interesting because, like, both of my parents were very mellow with the idea. And the thing is, is like, I appreciated my mom so much. Because it wasn't the fact that, like, because for the longest time, I thought that my mom was kind of on the same boat as my grandma. Like, she didn't want me to be gay because of the whole religious aspect. And it was that, but she was also, and I after, like, talking to her, it was also just the fact of the matter is, it's like, unfortunately, we've had um, a couple of our, like, a couple family members that were openly gay pass away from HIV. And so she was just like, I don't want a bullshit-ass disease like that to take my baby from me. And she was like, and that's my biggest fear. And I'm like, but that was like, and that's where you need, to, I was like, and that's when you turn that fear into reassurance because I'm one at the time I was like one I'm not having at the time I was like I'm not having sex so yeah, I'm, I was like I'm not having sex I was like I'm not doing anything that would lead me to getting an STD as of right now I was like so uh, as of, when I say no, as of right I now I, like, like, I just thought about that. I was like wait no but when I say as of right now like I wasn't doing anything so I'm like I'm gonna be and then if, and when I do start having sex I'm gonna be safe about it like I'm not gonna be out here just like willy nilly throwing myself around and shit mm-hmm. and so I think and that's I think that was like I guess, like, the pinnacle thing that kind of, like, helped me, like, see where she was coming from. Because that conversation didn't even happen until after um, the news coverage of the Pulse shooting happening. After the Pulse shooting had happened, like, I sat on the edge of her bed and was, like, watching the news with her. And she was just, like, and I turned around and she's just, like, sobbing. And I'm, like, what's wrong? I was, like, why are you crying? She was, like, because of shit like this. She was, like, those beautiful people literally were just going to have a good time, celebrate Mm -hmm. themselves and everything like that. And some dumb asshole with a gun just decided to go in there and just shoot up. And I'm, like... Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's really heartbreaking when things like that happen. I was like, she was like, and that's why I'm so afraid. She was like, because that there's assholes just because people want to be who they are will literally come and end people's lives for it. And right. I'm like, and I'm like, you're right, mom. And I'm like, and I get that. And I know that's scary, especially with me being your youngest, like putting me in, like, it's already scary enough putting your baby into the world, but then also putting a world into like a racist, gay-hating world. Like, uh-huh. so, 
yeah and I think that's what kind of like plays back into the whole idea of like when you were saying like the sense of community there was none because the fact of the matter is my church is primarily black and so like in the black culture like being gay yeah. is not the best idea either because when people like in the a lot of time in the black culture when they see gay they think of automatically like a RuPaul or Laverne Cox and I'm like no that's not the same thing right, and yeah. any any facets at all and it's and that's the thing I think that's so annoying too is the fact of the matter is, is that like a lot of times African Americans want to like run around and swear up and down we're woke and we're like culturally aware and I'm like high key in a lot of places we're the farthest behind mm. I'm like when it comes down to transgender issues like we're far behind as fuck about that I'm all like when it comes down to LGBT issues and like even down to like if you want to call like and if they like and if heterosexual people even want to call it maybe just watering down to the idea of just tolerance oh. we way behind that like we're way behind that oh so I'm like God. Yeah. Literally, I'm like, that's why I think, that's why I wasn't surprised when I was so excommunicated because A, because oh, like A, it's church, B, African, primarily African-American membership, but then also C, everybody talks at our church. So it's mm-hmm. like, I was like, it, it would have been like one thing if it was like someone heard from somebody else from like, you know, from like a, like a brunch that the missionaries had after prayer or whatever type of thing. Like, it would have been one thing if it was that, but the fact that it was like straight up front and center at the pulpit. Come up here, please. I know, like, deadass, come up here in front of everybody before church ends type of thing. And I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, I was like, everybody's, like, looking at me like I'm the demon of the church. And I'm just like, what's up? Like, keep your kids away from us. Like, hide your husbands and your sons, guys. Like, I guess. Like, if that's this, all right, I'm like, if I'm just the sexual demon, hide your husbands and your sons, I guess, because. Right. But when, like, to be 100% honest, I don't find none of the people in that damn church attractive. So I don't know why any See, of them were worried. The that's why I'm like, I'm not attracted. I'm like, I wasn't attracted to any of y'all here in church anyway. Why are y'all worried about yeah. me? I was like, trust and believe. I'm all like, there's, I was like, I, there's plenty of people that have been texting me during this whole service that don't go to this church. Like, that I, no. Like, I have plenty, I have plenty of other eye candy and boy candy to go through. I don't need to be fucking yeah. around with this run ass shit up yeah. here. Like, I'm good. Oh my goodness. Uh, you brought it up earlier, and I, I want to talk about it. So you, you started getting into drag. Yes. At how old? I started getting into drag after I was 18. So yeah, like a few months and, after I had turned 18. And how how did that show up? So that showed up after... So the my first... I would say my first drag show that I went to was at Rainbow's Fest here in downtown Phoenix. And it was in October. So it was a month after I turned 18. And I remember just having an absolute ball. Like, it was just so much fun like it was just so much like confidence that was being exuded because it was um i'm trying to remember who all was there performing i know i know for a fact mia inez adams was performing because i ended up that's who i got kind of like helped me get i guess a little bit of my foot into the door about drag i get like more specifically um but there was just like a whole bunch of different queens from around the state that had been performing and mia inez Adam has stepped out on stage and I think she was like the only queen of color actually uh, came out on stage oh. and it was just absolute oh yeah the drag community is racist as fuck too we can talk about that too oh perfect oh yeah the gay community is like I, it's so annoying how exclu- excommunicated we are from the world and then we just build up more like gates to be gatekeepers and it's annoying there's a ugh that, yeah. that's a whole extra thing but like when I started doing drag I was just like what the fuck like I want to be that. Because, like, the thing is, when I watched Drag Race, I was like, I wish I, like, when I was watching Drag Race as a kid, I kid you not, I was like, I wish I had that much confidence. Like, because I was being bullied, I didn't have friends, so I was just like, kind of this basically, like, this honestly shut in. Like, for the longest time, like, I was just like, it's 
like I know this is about to be hard to believe as hell, but I was like a good two hundred pounds heavier. I was like, no, I was like, I was big. Whoa. I'm a big bro. I was big in high school. Like, I was a lot bigger in high school. Like, Lindell last night was like, I was scrolling through your Instagram. Bitch, you lost a lot of weight in college. I was like, yeah, I got to college and lost a fuck ton of weight. But um, I literally was, like, a lot heavier. I was didn't really talk to anybody. I literally would sit by myself at lunch. Like, it was just, oh. like, I was a complete I was a complete opposite person than who I am now. Yeah. And, like, or well, who I've always been. Like, that was just, like, a dark time for me. And it was, like... I was like, I want that confidence. I want to be able to walk walk around with my head held high type of thing and not have to worry about, like, really giving a shit if anybody else doesn't agree with, like, who I am, what I like to do, and different things like that. And so that's when I was like, I'd like to do drag. It'd be a fun little idea to do. And then I actually saw drag, and I, like, drag in person, and I was like, oh, my God, this looks absolutely so much fun. I was like, literally, I was like, and then, of course, me being <laughs> the fucking bitch I am, I'm like, Literally, I could get paid and have money thrown at me for dancing and lip syncing to my favorite Beyonce songs. Bitch, I need this. Perfect. I, literally, I was like, bitch, I need this in my life. And so it was just like, why is my Instagram not like screw up my Instagram all up? I'll see you later. Yeah, but um, it was just like I was like, I need to do this. I was like, she's literally getting like legit balled up money thrown at her right now. What? Why am I not doing this? And so that's why I was just like, okay, I'm gonna like look into start doing makeup tutorials and stuff, and then. I was like, um, I had talked to my sister. I was like, I was thinking about doing drag. I was like, do you have any like older-ish makeup I can like that you won't care about me messing up if I'm like using it? She was like, here, you can have this old ass palette and you can have this. And she was like, go, go be. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so then I started had like started doing like my makeup and stuff and like started wearing wigs and everything like that. Kind of like step by step started trying to like somewhat cultivate and prepare myself for it. And then I had finally told my mom, I was like, hey mom. So I have something to tell you, and I'm not, and I'm not sure how I'm like how you're gonna react. Because I think that's how I always open up when I tell my mom things, and it's stuff like she's like, "Why don't you just tell me the shit?" Like instead of doing this to me every time. And I'm like, "Cause look, you know me, I come out the bad with some crazy shit, uh-huh. and you are the type of person to be like, what the fuck?" So I was like, "Mom, I think about doing drag," and she was like, "Like drag." drag what? I'm like, drag queen. Like, being a drag queen. Drag racing. Right. Drag racing, mom. And she was just like, oh, like, RuPaul and them. Okay. Um, um, okay. She was like, what? And so that's when she started asking me, like, you know, like, why do you want to do drag? Blah, 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 blah. What, like, interests you about it? And I'm like, just the fact that, like, a, you get to share your passion and love for performing. B, you get to have a great time and make sure, like, and put smiles and laughs on other people's faces. And then C, you get money thrown at you, like, mom. And she was just Hell, like, okay. Yeah. She was like, okay. I get that. And so, like, she went to Walmart with me and, like, we had went and bought, like, my first pair of, like, tights and stuff. And it was just, oh my God, it was so funny. Yay. So, went and bought a whole bunch of my first stuff. And then she came to my first drag show. And she was like, she surprised she was like you did really really good she was like you hosted the show great and it was crazy because i had to coordinate i had to book all the performers and i had to host the show and perform and like this is you at 18 yes and i was stressed oh my god i was so stressed i had to perform a headlining performer drop out the night before the show i had and thank god we didn't process her check information by then like because like the thing is the day of the show was when we went and picked up checks, so I'm glad she dropped out the night before, because then we would have had a check for her, and I'm like, and we would have technically had to legally give it to her, because it was in her name, and I'm like, no, she didn't perform, she dropped out, fuck right, that. Right, yeah. Like, no. So that's why I'm like, oh, cool, you dropped out, okay, Encore Media, yeah, you can, you can X-nay that check. Okay, bye. Right, literally, I was like, okay, well, I was like, whatever, sis, like, that's fine, and we still had a great show, and that's when it, I had talked AJ into doing the drag show with me that year, and it was a really great show, it was really, really fun, and had a really... 
really good turnout, surprisingly. Like, there was a lot more people than I expected it to be. And then, like, when I had, like, we had our another one this year, like, our second one this, not second one, but, like, my second time hosting and running the show this year, there was, like, even a lot more. But, like, yeah, when I was, like, when I was hosting that show, I was, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> like, we're going to see how this goes. And it was just, like, it was so much more than I could have expected. Because, like, my mom, front row, and my cousin was there, front row with her. And I was just like, ah, this is, like, this is it. I was like, this is what I needed to do. And the thing is, is I knew drag was something I wanted to continue doing. Because, like, whenever, when I was in high school, basically, like, to kind of give a little bit of a background. When I was in high school and in show choir, the first time I performed and stepped off of stage, I literally almost threw up. Because, like, I had so much, angel, like, uh, adrenaline running through yeah. my body. And so when I stopped performing and, like, walked off stage, I was like, huh, huh. And, like, I had that moment when I stopped performing in dry. And I was like, that's how I know. I, this is what I want to do because the fact of the matter is that my body I have put in so much more than I actually realized that my body is like bitch I'm about to throw up you just did a whole fucking lot just now yeah. like I'm like okay so this is what I want to do obviously I'm passionate about it so right. I'm going to keep going with it and so then after that I got to um, because of the show that first show in uh, April I got asked to host another show that summer in I want to say May or June at the Wells Fargo Arena and that was like crazy because I got paid for that one like an actual check for that one and then also um it was at the Wells Fargo Arena and I was like yo this is my second drag show and I'm at like a straight up full yeah. arena what the hell and it was it was so much fun and so we did that one and that was for um a collegiate res- like a RHA kind of um conference and so we did that and yeah and then I've just been doing like drag on Instagram mainly and stuff like that and then I had like competed in a couple of different competitions at Club Vault and stuff like that and so other than that I've been kind of just chilling as of right now because there's not a whole lot of opportunities for like under 21 performers but I've been kind of like keeping my eye out and stuff like that so yeah I've been drag has been kind of opened a lot of different doors for me because I've met so many great people and I've gotten to learn so many different great things and like I've learned a lot of things about like the community and about a lot of different people and so like it's very valuable information and also very like impactful information too because it helps me like navigate okay when i do turn 21 i'm not gonna go to this club this club or this club i'm gonna go and perform at this club. like i'm like yeah we're not we're not doing this yeah so yeah. your drag name is black dahlia black dahlia yes and um i'd love to figure out what it is about her so when I, as an actor, when I take on a role, mm-hmm. you start to build a character, right? You start right. to build what? Where do they come from? How is their relationship with their dad? Blah, blah, blah. They're, they're ticks. Tell me about building her. So when I came up with the concept of Black Dahlia before, like, so the thing is, is before my... Oh, okay. Was she your first or no, did you go was, through a couple? I had another, I had one other drag name before. Okay. Mm, and it was Danny Kiss and like the last name Kiss was gonna be spelled K-Y-S like kill yourself because I'm so damn gorgeous like that was gonna be my little nickname and like my whole catchphrase and shit and I was like that could get taken so wrong so quickly yes like let's probably not do that so I was like scratch that scratch that scratch that I'll figure something out and then I remember I was watching American Horror Story and I was watching season one and they were talking about the Black Dahlia murder and I was like I like that I was like Black Dahlia I'm like that honestly low-key sounds like it could be like the name of like the most fierce like black queen that just steps out and demands the stage and stuff like that and i kind of and that's where i kind of just like ran from it from there i was just like 
Black Dahlia. She's going to be, like, my version of, like, Sasha Fierce for Beyonce. Like, she is going to be, as soon as I get into my Black Dahlia, I'm not DJ anymore. I'm my most confident self. I'm going to take go out there, demand the stage, demand my presence, and everything like that, and just have a great time. And so I kind of feel like I do that every time I get into Black Dahlia. And so, like, and when you, like, talk about, like, what makes her tick and stuff, like, what makes me tick, I guess, like, Black Dahlia tick is, like, one, unprofessionalism, and then ignorance to unprofessionalism. Uh Uh-huh. And so that's why I was, like, I straight up almost cut a girl from our our last show. Like, she literally shut up five minutes before, like, the show started. And I was, like, your call time was an hour ago. Yeah. I was, like, your call time was an hour, girl, sweetheart. And she was like, well, um, um, I was like, I was like, you know, you're going first, right? Like you were scheduled to go first. Are you ready to go first? Um, um, yeah. Can I stretch first? You have two minutes. Go stretch. It was, oh my God. And I was like, I know I probably seemed like the shadiest cunt, but I'm like, no, no like we literally have had meetings. I know. I was like, we literally had meetings about this shit before. I had a meeting with you and told you when your call time was a week before the show. Did she not like give a heads up as to what? No, she told, she, okay. So she said she was going to be there. And then what makes it worse is like 30 minutes till call time. She was like, oh, there's traffic. So I might be like five minutes late. Okay. 15 minutes until call time. Still, I'm still stuck in traffic. Get, I'm actually getting changed in my car currently, so I'm just to make sure I'm like hitting the ground running when I get there. That's fine. Twenty minutes after call time. Oh no. Hey, where are you? Still on the freeway. Traffic is crazy right now. Okay. Ten minutes till showtime. She's running up, and I'm like, "Where have you been?" I told you traffic was crazy. Blah blah blah. I'm like, but. I understand that, but you should have prepared for this. I was like, you should have pre-planned for this. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm not even trying to be a bitch, but I was like, my schedule today for this drive show has been so hectic, and I was like, and I pre-planned a fuck time before I got any of this shit done today. So I was like, I love you, but you don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. I was like, I told you last week when the time was to be here, and you still didn't show, and like, and you still didn't make arrangements to be able to even get here remotely around that time i was like and then on top of that i was like literally i was like i have had i was like because i was on a thursday yeah i was like i had class from 10 30 to 11 45 i was like then class from 12 25 to 2 15 then a meeting from 3 to 4 i was like and then class from 4 i was like then class from 4 30 to 5 45 just to get here by to be dressed and everything by six so we can finish setting up and run through logistics for the show yeah. and i still was here on time dressed and ready to go yeah so plus I, now that you're a brother you were you were I was online. Like, oh yeah and you're i also online. was online you're i was online. like i couldn't tell anybody that yeah but i was no, like i was yeah. also online so i'm like i was like i was like and i was running on like three hours of sleep from the night before so do yeah. not i was like do not <laughs> i was like you have none like no do not try to give me an excuse yeah. right now it was so funny like and i was proud of myself too because i had got myself like at least my face and makeup done before i went to class so then after i got out of class i ran back to my dorm grabbed my costume bag and then went to the dressing room and got dressed and like literally mia inez was so impressed she was like oh you already dressed because the thing is my first the first show we started the show like 30 minutes late oh no because i had a little well no because the thing is Okay, big bro. Oh, damn. No, the thing is, is like, like you said, when you need help and there's a lot of things you can't do, what do yes. you do? Delegate. Yes. I delegated. None of my delegates showed up. <laughs> okay, yes. I was like, none of my delegates showed up, so I had to make sure I oversaw that the stage was getting put together, the chairs, the rows of chairs were still getting put together correctly, the banners were getting put together. And so by that time, when everything was set up, it was five minutes to the actual show time, not a drop of makeup on my face, not even dressed. I'm like, 
fuck. I was like, literally, I was like, I told my friend, Tori, I was like, speed makeup me right now. I'm getting dressed. And I'm like sitting in the chair, putting on like my stockings and stuff. And she's like, pa- like painting my face real quick. I was like, oh my God, this is so stressful. So then when I got to walk in like this year and I already had my face done, and I was like, I could just get dressed with no ease of access, no problem. She was like, me, I know. I was like, I'm so impressed. She was like, got your costume bag. Your makeup's already done. You ready to go. Thank proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm like, Hot. I'm like, yes. So I thought that was like really funny. And it was like really affirming because I'm like, I try. Thank you. At least you've noticed that like, I'm trying. Like, I'm yeah. trying. Because literally, oh my gosh. So like for the longest time, that show was like, it was so annoying because like me being the person I am, especially with something like that, I want to start pre-planning as soon as possible. Like oh, I'm yeah. like Beyonce. Like if I got eight months to rehearse and get something ready for like, if you get that show ready, I want it. Yeah. And it was so annoying because our fucking supervisor, Brett, literally would be like, no, that's a, that's that's for the spring. Stop trying to make plans for stuff in the fall for spring. And I'm like, wait, why? What do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, why would we not try to get at least things figured out and set up the semester before so that we can just hit go on everything to get things planned out? Right. Nope. Brett's like, no, I don't want you overloading yourself on your capacity. And I'm like, no. I'm like, let me just do this because you're going to overload my capacity when it comes down to running up to the show. Oh, yeah. Trying to run it. Because then you have less time. Literally. He was all like, he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, the show's in three and a half weeks. And he was like, you need to get, uh, I think, like six different like um, paperwork things done within two days or else we weren't going to get any of like, the expenditure stuff approved. And I'm like, why are you I'm barely? Like, I'm like, why couldn't I have done this like three weeks ago when I asked you? Yeah. I was like, I wanted to get the contracts and stuff because I already knew who our headliners were. So I was like, I wanted to get our contracts and checks and stuff figured out a while ago. Literally, I'm pretty. I don't. I don't know of like the of like the status of them now. But like, like on Friday when I was moving out, he literally was like, Hey, can you message so and so and let them know to like finish like to, as soon as possible finish up the, their paperwork so I can get it sent back to get their check. I was like, they still don't have their checks? The show was in April. What do you mean they still don't yeah. have their checks? I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I swear to God, if I get any backlash from this shit, I'm going off. Because the thing is, it's like, we want, because the thing is, we wanted um, a really famous, not famous, oh, well, yeah, Arizona famous drag queen, Ophelia Buns, to come and host. And the thing is, she refused to come and host because the pre- year prior, she didn't get paid. Well, no, mm. she got paid. The thing is, what happened, they got told they were getting paid one thing, then didn't get paid Didn't get paid for three weeks until after they said they were going to get paid. Like, they yeah. had contractually signed off saying they were going to get paid just to get only half of what they were told they were getting paid. Ooh. I yeah, was like... I wouldn't come. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm... Girl, I'm sorry. I was like, that wasn't me, but I'm sorry that that happened. I would have been ready to fight, too. I'm sorry. Like, because the thing is, is like... People don't understand, like, I get it. Like, there's certain queens that, like, do crazy booking prices for, like, no reason. Like, Shangela, like, from what I had heard, her her booking price, like, I love her to death. Like, she's a great performer, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I don't, I, sometimes, I don't see, I mean, I guess now with, like, your reputation being on A Star Is Born and everything else, like, now that you've filled up your portfolio with a whole bunch of shit that you've done, like, now I guess you can with your reputation. But, like... You didn't even win a season of Drag Race, and you uh-huh. were charging eight thousand dollars for a booking price to go oh. perform at places. And I'm like, how? You didn't even win your season. You got sent home the first day, season two, and then sent home the second episode, season three. So I'm like, I'm like everybody like, and the thing. Well, it's just because mainly Shangela is known for being like that comedic queen, the comeback queen, blah 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 blah. And like, so she has her own like story arc and line that basically RuPaul made for her. And so like, I get that. But I'm like. 
eight thousand dollars though. Like, yeah, eight thousand. Like even if, oh my god, even Tempest Du Jour, mind you, Tempest Du Jour, like. And I'm not even, like, trying to shade her, but, like, Tempest DuJour, she's a professor also, like, in, like, her day job is, like, a professor at U of A. And, like, literally two hours away, like, hour and a half away from ASU. We literally messaged, I had, um, I think my first year for the, for the first drag show, I literally, like, emailed her and, like, her team to ask her, like, she wanted to come and perform and stuff. They literally were like, well, because the thing is, we had a budget of $500 for all of our performers type of thing, like, to, like, for any headliners that we got. So I'm like... Okay, I'll make it stretch or whatever. And I was like, and we're getting three headliners. Okay, 150 each. That's a stretch, but we'll we'll make it work some type of way. They were like, we only take a minimum. Uh, they were like, our lowest offer that we can take contractually for a performance is a thousand dollars. They were. I was like, what? Huh? I was like, we're a school. Did you not read we're students. the? I was yeah, like, what? did you not read the asu.edu email? Like, where I'm gonna get a thousand dollars from? And so then there was that, and then there was like that. Not to mention, you need to cover travel and um, lo- lo- uh, like lodging expenses. I was like, travel and lodging? You live an hour half away. You live in Tucson. What do you mean I need to pay for your look? Twenty dollars for your gas tank? I'll throw twenty. I will throw you a twenty for your gas tank. But like, travel and lodging? What? I'm yeah. like, I don't understand. Where are you supposed to be? Lo- what did you want to do? Like, for the f- couple hours you were here, stay in the graduate hotel? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I didn't, I was like, I don't know what your team is on, but okay. I'm like, okay. I was like, so we're not going to do that. Yeah, so that's out. Yeah, I literally was like, so that's out. And I'm like, but you weren't even that good. You literally got eliminated the first episode of your season, but that's fine. La, 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 la. Right, I'm like, the one, the one Phoenix queen that we had on Drag Race, and you failed us. It's yeah. fine. I'm like, it's fine. You failed us, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about. Wow, no, you're good. Yeah, no, we were talking about drag. And then I was like, and and then like my stomach started to feel like feeling some type of way. And that's why I thought about it. I was like, wait. No, I don't have to throw up. Do not. I stole this equipment. (laughs) My family food. My family food. All right. So we end every episode, usually, we, me and my imaginary friends, uh, with some random questions. Okay. Super fast. We have. Five minutes before a baby's gonna show up. Uh, who's your go-to band or artist when you can't decide on something to listen to? Beyonce. Beyonce, perfect. Blank is the horniest person you've met. Rode. Okay, there he is. <laughs> Told you we were gonna get everybody. Um, what can you not get right no matter how many times you try? My eyebrows in drag, it's always a struggle. Like every time when I'm like, these are snatched, my sister's like, no, those are not, no. I'm like, I guess I ain't doing my brows right now at the time. Uh, what are you most insecure about? Um, I would say I'm most insecure about... I think the fact that I'm, like, such an emotionally, like, dependent... When I say dependent, like, I'm such an emotionally forward person. I think that's what I'm most insecure about. Because, like, I've been in relationships where, like, me being, like, an emotionally affectionate person or, like, an emotionally forward person was kind of, like, I guess overbearing to a sense, like, with certain guys. And they'd be like, okay, like... It's fine. Like, like, or, or, I guess, okay, so, like, to give an example, like, because, like, the guy I'm talking to now, like, the other day, I was, like, oh, I was, like, I hope you don't think it's weird, but, like, I was, like, I don't know what, I was, like, but I was, like, thinking about you, like, all day today. And he was, like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so sweet. Why would I think that's weird? I was, like, because I've had exes that were, like, what the fuck, why? Like, no, like, that out there were, like, really? why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, great, bro. Oh, okay. I was like, I got some shitty exes. Oh yeah, those are that's. I'll a, be on the next episode. Yeah, I'm like, we'll, I got we'll some go through exes. Oh, yeah. oh hell no. All right. Um, so you're 19. Yeah. Yes. Are you where you thought you'd be at 19? No. No. Okay. Is that 
Like, that's a good thing. That's a good okay. thing. Yeah, because for the longest time, like, when I was 15, at 19, I assumed that I would have probably been in someone's cemetery for a few years at this point, because, like, for the longest time, I just, yeah, was in a really dark place, so I didn't, I, for the longest time, high-key didn't even see myself making it to, like, 19, 20, 21, so. Yeah. Perfect. Well, perfect you're here. Right. Uh, would you rather get back together with an ex or stay single for 15 years? Oh, fuck. Um, probably, I, honestly, just because, like... Just because my most recent ex, it wasn't, like, a bad breakup. It was just, like, he had to figure some shit out. At, if he had his shit figured out, yes, I would get back together with my ex. I, like, I would rather get back together with my ex than be single for 15 years because I kind of, like, low-key sucks. And it's, like... And then if you think about it, it's, like, ugh, who needs really... It's, like, do you really need that much sex? Like, like, <sighs> No. It's, like, every now and then you just want, like, come here, cuddles with me. Just want, yeah. Depends so. what you want, yeah. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Yeah, of course. I was See, excited. And you didn't, you didn't throw up. Thank yeah, you. Of course. Wait, can uh, people follow you on Instagram? Black yes. Dahlia? Yes, you can follow Black Dahlia at official Black Dahlia on Instagram. So, yes. Perfect. And then, yeah. Do you want to do YouTube? Oh, I don't have a YouTube. No, like, not YouTube. Oh, I thought me like you too. you personally. Oh, yeah. My personal Instagram is print, at prince underscore of underscore petty. I fucked that Fucking should have been your name. I know. Every I thought time about I see it, I was I'm like, like, damn. Like, P.O.P. on the... Oh. I know. I thought about that until right. like, pop would have been pop. I was like, oh, oh, my God.